Well, I wonder um, today, who, who opened the last door on the Advent calendar this morning? Anyone open the last door on the Advent calendar this morning? Put your hand up if you open the last door on your Advent calendar this morning. Oh, one of us, okay. Anyone else? Okay. Well, we've got a few people who did. Well, yeah, it's the last day. You know, we, we, we waited, haven't we? We waited all month. And today is Christmas Day. The waiting is over. We come to the day when we celebrate the coming and the birth of Jesus, our Saviour and King. The wait is over. Maybe some of you have actually been waiting longer than your Advent calendar. Maybe you've been waiting for months or even the whole year looking forward to Christmas. But yeah, the Bible actually says that God's people, some of them had waited years, not just 25 days, some of them waited years. And actually God's people throughout history had waited actually some of them centuries for Jesus to come, the Messiah the king. Now I think we're going to see this morning actually with the coming of Jesus, God's people have actually got great, great reasons, great grounds to celebrate and rejoice today on this Christmas day. Now there's a preacher I, I knew, he's now with the Lord in heaven, who used to have a phrase he was quite well known for saying. He used to say the phrase sometimes in his talks, he'd say the phrase, hooray for Jesus. Hooray for Jesus. If we understand the Bible and what it says about Jesus, it should make us want to say, hooray for Jesus. I'd like, to, if it's okay, some audience participation today. There's going to be a few times I'm going to give you a signal. I'd like, if you're willing, to respond with those words saying, hooray for Jesus. So we could have a practice go. So I'll give you a signal say, when we understand Christmas and why Jesus came, it should make us want to say, hooray for Jesus. Okay, that was okay. Let's try again. Be louder. When we understand Christmas and why Jesus came, that should make us want to say? Hooray for Jesus! Okay, good, I think you've got it. So here's the first reason why we should want to celebrate and rejoice today in the coming of Jesus. It's this, that Christmas means that God himself came. Christmas means that God himself came. I got this from our passage in verses 22 and 23 where it said this, All this took place to fulfil what the Lord has spoken by the prophets, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God himself came. In this Christmas season at City Church, we looked at different Christmas passages. We looked at Matthew. So we're looking at Matthew today. We looked at John and Luke. And today we're looking at Matthew. And Matthew says that Christmas means that God himself came. Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Because yeah, God is God, if he wanted to, he could have sent anybody to help us, to be with us. Uh, but God decided instead he was going to come himself in the flesh. God, in a sense, rolled up his sleeve and got involved amongst us. Now, actually, if you were looking at the whole Bible, actually the whole Bible could be seen in one sense as a story of God wanting to be with his own people. Right at the beginning of the, the Bible story, it said God created the world and he made a garden called Eden and he, he built that garden so he could live amongst his people. But of course, that was spoilt by sin. And then later on, if you read Exodus, it says God uh, told Moses to build a tabernacle, a dwelling place for God to live amongst his people. And later on, when they entered the promised land, God told them to build a temple where God himself was in the temples. God has always wanted to be with his own people. But eventually when the right time had come, when the waiting was over, God came himself in the person of Jesus. God himself came because he wanted to be with us. I'm sure for many of us, 
Uh, one of the highlights of Christmas might be seeing friends or loved ones you've not seen for a while. Uh, people who might be visiting you, or you might be visiting loved ones. Maybe you're looking forward today to that knock on the door. You know, it might be your parents, your grandparents, or friends visiting you. Uh, and you're waiting to hear the doorbell ring where you'll see your loved ones. They come to spend time with you, or you go to spend time with them. Well, God's people had waited centuries for the King Jesus to come, and now he was here. God who's holy, God who's perfect, God who's righteous, God who's loving and glorious, he came to be with his own people. Imagine some of you, if you're travelling to visit friends and family, you might travel maybe 50 miles, 100 miles, or maybe 300 miles if you're travelling all to the bottom of the country, the south country, like Devon or Southampton. Some of you might even travel overseas uh, to see friends and loved ones. Yeah, the person who travelled the furthest to be with people they loved is God himself. Jesus who came from the glory of heaven all the way down to earth because he loved us. And you know the amazing thing is actually God's promised if we trust Jesus and, uh, and get to know him and follow him. Actually God has promised not just to be with us at Christmas. We can actually have God with us all the time throughout the whole of our life. There's a promise Jesus made at the end of Matthew's gospel where Jesus said this to his followers. And anyone who follows him today, he said, surely I am with you until the end of the age. Jesus promised to be with us by his spirit uh, throughout the whole of life, both the ups and the downs, both the happy times and the hard times. It's an amazing promise. He's promised to never leave us or forsake us. That's what the children sang about in that song. He's here. He's a yes to all God's plans. He's here, fully God and fully man. God has come to us. He's born for us. He's one with us. He's here with us. He's here. Oh, Emmanuel, he's here. That means I hope if you just learn one thing, or you take just one thing away from today, I hope you'll see that actually God has shown concretely that he truly does love us. God has shown practically and concretely he truly does love us. Because he came, he rolled up his sleeves, got involved amongst us to deal with the sin and suffering in the world. They came in the person of Jesus. Well, I think when we know that God himself has come, and when we know that God has promised to always be with his people, and to never leave us off his sake, because that should all make us want to say, Jesus. Again, remember, I'm, I'm, I'd like some audience participation. I'll, look, I'll give you the signal uh, again, towards the end of my talk, where we say, hooray for Jesus. So we saw we've got great grounds to celebrate and rejoice in the birth of Jesus because God himself came. But the second reason we've got great grounds to rejoice and celebrate is because Christmas means this. It means that God came for his people. Uh, God himself came for his people. I guess from verses 20 to 21 where it says this. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Here we see uh, the reason why Jesus came. We saw he was Emmanuel, that's who he was, but here's why he's come. He's come to save his people from their sins, to be a saviour. So we could uh, follow him and know him, uh, be in relationship with him, that we could become one of his people. That through what Jesus would do, he would 
deal with our, our, our sins, which separate us from God, so we can belong to God and be one of God's family. Jesus came to identify with us, and so we could identify with him. We could be one of his treasured possession, and loved by him, and know him, be in relationship with God. One of the things which, one of the things which I think is interesting about uh, Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus is, you might have noticed just before the section we read, there's, a, there's like a family tree of Jesus in the section just before it. It gives Jesus' family tree where uh, Matthew traces back Jesus' uh, ancestors. And we get to see who is part of Jesus' family tree. And the, if you've ever read it, there's a real variety of people in Jesus' family tree. Uh, there's both men and women, both Jews and Gentiles, people who lived well, as well as people who'd messed up and done things wrong, things they would have been ashamed of. And that shows us that actually anybody who turns and trusts in Jesus and chooses to follow Jesus can actually be part of God's family. Nobody is too bad. Because Jesus' family tree includes all sorts of different people. There's both good kings and bad kings. People who did amazing things as well as people who did things which were wrong. Anybody can be part of God's family. And that's possible because Jesus came to be a saviour to deal with our sin, taking our sin on himself on the cross, dying for us on the cross. So we could be forgiven, have our guilt taken away and be in right relationship with God again. And in that relationship with God forever. Apparently, um, researching your own family tree is quite a big business. People spend lots of time and money looking to their own family tree. There might be some of you here today who've looked into your own family tree. I know I think there's at least one family in the church who've spent a lot of time looking into their own family tree. It's a big business. Uh, it can be quite interesting, can't it be? Can't it to, um, if you were to look into your own family tree, you know, what would you discover? What would you find about people who are ancestors? Would you discover somebody famous? Would you discover you're related to royalty? Would you discover an inheritance that was hidden away and you found it? Yeah, it'd be quite interesting, wouldn't it, to know all the details of your family tree. Is there any scandals in your own family tree? But, you know, even if you did, in your own family tree, find, out, find somebody who actually really stood out, somebody who's amazing, and you think, wow, I'm, I'm proud to be related to that person. Even if you found out somebody who is, uh, really stood out, actually the reality is you probably wouldn't get to know them, would you? They're probably long gone. We'd never get to meet them and get to know them as a person. You'd know about them, but you wouldn't actually know them for yourself. But the amazing thing, though, is that when we join Jesus' family, we actually get to know a heavenly Father who is alive today, whose presence is alive today, and we get to know him for ourselves. We don't just know about him, we can actually know him in a real, living, personal relationship. A heavenly Father is perfect and loves us perfectly. And we can do that because Jesus came and he came for his people. So we could become part of his family. So I'll say one, one more time, you know, Christmas and understanding Christmas, understanding why Jesus came should make us once say hooray for Jesus because we understand why Jesus came. God came himself and God came for his people. And when we know that God came himself and he came for his people, that should make us want to say hooray. Excellent, thank you.